0: Welcome to the Dairy Nutrition Black Belt Podcast, dairy nutrition research digested for you.
1: We want to thank the innovative companies and products whose support and trust make this podcast possible. Adaseo, provider of Smartamine M, the best in-class rumen-protected methionine product for dairy producers who want to optimize milk production.
0: Hi, my name is Bill Weiss. I'm the host of the Dairy Nutrition Black Belt uh, Podcast. Um, My guest today is Dr. Congiano. I hope that's close. It's at the University of Wisconsin. And we're going to continue our discussion of of the use of probiotics in calves, in in dairy calves. Uh, We finished up with some of your discussion, some of the new work on the use of these probiotics, or the effect of probiotics when you vaccinate. So I'd like to talk a little bit more on the mechanics. Like, How do you feed this? Do you just mix it with the milk or... Um, is it at the start, or what's the best way to feed these to new to young calves?
1: It it depends. It depends on the product. And uh, if you're working with um, actual probiotics that you have live bacteria or yeast on your products, they have to be in a dry room at a certain temperature. They're a little bit harder uh, to manage. There's also the shelf life of these products is much shorter, and you need to ensure that they are not in a room that it's. Really high temperature during the summer, um, uh, and then during the winter, that is in a room that can be like at room temperature, right? Um, so, this is very important for the viability of the product since you're feeding something that is a live um, or microorganism, right? Um, you can, there are some stutters that come pre formulated with some pre and post biotics. I'm not. Familiar, if, this, if there's in the market a product that has an actual live microorganisms on the starter, or in the milk. In the milk is the same way, the same thing. There's some products that are pre-formulated with some of these uh, non-viable products, but with live live microorganisms, either yeast or actual bacteria. Like you have to put it on the on the on the milk every single day. Um, when we do studies, typically we try to ensure that there's a um, stable um, um, amount that we give to these animals. We try to give it twice a day, um, but we split the dose into into in half and then we feed it twice a day. Uh, but you can do it once a day in the morning feeding um, and that should be okay. I'm not aware of studies that they do it like I think that's where your question was going to be. Like if you just do it every yep. other day, um, but I would I would imagine that there's probably a reduction because as I said, like these organisms don't take hold on the gut; they don't become uh, members of the microbiota. So if you stop feeding them, they're gonna disappear from the gut. It might take some time for that to happen. Uh, it's, um, but they're not gonna take hold. I I'm aware of. There's, a, there's at least one group that I'm aware of that they are working on isolating a specific bacteria from the gut of calves to develop a probiotic in the hopes that they can feed it and those, those actual bacteria, they, they can become stable members of the, of the microbiota on the gut, right? But most of that work is pretty preliminary and we haven't seen an actual study on, an, on a calf,
0: well, let's let's switch gears here a little bit and let's talk about antibiotics. I'm assuming one of the one of the goals of pro of, of pre and post and probiotics are to eliminate the need for antibiotics. What mm-hmm. what about antibiotics in young calves?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'll I'll make it. I make a little intro comment here on the specific role of the of these microbes on the lower gut. In ruminants, we typically tend to focus on the rumen for good reasons, but the gut is also very important for overall development of the immune system of the animal. Uh, It's the largest immune compartment in the body uh, because of the anatomical structure, number of cells, uh, specialized compartments. Um, And this immune system seems to be trained in early life, but what is exposed to in the gut and the microorganisms that it's exposed to. So this process of microbial colonization is really important in training and promoting proper immune development. So this is where these probiotics like um, come into play. Colostrum also has both antimicrobial components and prebiotic components on the colostrum that stimulate development of certain bacteria on the gut. So you can imagine if you're putting something that completely obliterates the um, microorganisms during this very sensitive period you might have some changes on how this immune system develops over time right so and, and we know that from the human side uh, that these interventions in early life that are prolonged over time can have a long-term impact on immune function on on, on babies that were exposed to to um, repeated courses of antibiotics for any given disease but um, in this case, we're trying to study using some of these knowledge is what's the impact of specifically prophylactic use of antibiotics. So, we did a study that we fed neomycin, that is the most common prophylactic antimicrobial used in the market, first to see, okay, what's the actual effect that it has on incidence of disease? We only observe a small reduction um, on the second week of life of these animals on health um on diarrhea score, so the con- fecal consistency, but these animals were still having diarrhea, regardless of the use of this product. We didn't observe any other benefits in terms of diarrhea. The animals were still uh, getting the same incidence. It was just lower scores. And then on the respiratory side, there was no benefit, and then the animals didn't grow better either. So then we say, okay, it seems that it's not very effective, at least on the conditions that we tested it and it was on a veal commercial farm that we wanted in, intentionally to do be there because there's lots of incidence of disease yeah. naturally. Um, and then we did, with the same group, we had a subset that then we studied like more of like the basic mechanisms that are like were at play there. And then we saw there's a, there's a reduction on the diversity of microorganisms that are like live in that gut. So that reduces the stimulatory signals that typically promote development of the gut, Right. Um, so we, something that we do to measure like how that intestine is functioning and how well the barrier of this intestine is functioning is we, we can dose markers, and then we measure them in blood. This, these are called markers of intestinal permeability. And then the cows were, the, were on the antibiotics. They would have the higher uh, permeability of that gut, uh, and also, we saw some aberrant changes related to intestinal function, and we could even track uh, the systemic level, some changes on adipose tissue metabolic function. And we were not very surprised because it's, it matches some of the responses that I've been seeing in other animal models. And that's the area that I was like, trying to understand now, okay, like how these... Um, strategies might impact development of the calf, not only on the pre-winning period, but long term. Adaseo, a global leader in nutritional solutions and the provider of SmartAmine M. Visit MilkPay.com to calculate your return on investment when you balance your feed with amino acids and to learn how SmartAmine M is the product for dairy producers who want to optimize milk production, component levels, and the lifetime performance of their herds.
0: Obviously, this is a a lot lot in this. And uh, first of all, thank you for your time. I -hmm. think you've got a, a long career ahead of you studying all these interactions. Again, thank you for joining us today.
1: Yeah, thank you, Bill.